0: Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Before I begin this week's podcast, I want to make one correction to something I said last week. I misspoke when I said that the Torah was the first five books of the New Testament. The Torah, let me be clear, the Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament, And I want to make sure that just in case people were not clear or some people who are not familiar with that heard me say that last week, you are not confused. I misspoke. My mouth was moving way faster than my brain. So anyway, they were out of sync and I misspoke when I said that. So I wanted to clear that up. The inspiration for this week's podcast, though, is still somewhat related to last week's podcast. For some reason, the Lord has me at a place where Um, I just can't stop talking about walls. And so if you'll recall, two weeks ago, my podcast was titled From Discipline delight. And one of the people that I talked about 2 weeks ago was Nehemiah, and I talked about how his discipline helped him to achieve the goal of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. And then last week, of course, I talked about the different types of opposition that came against him when he was trying to complete that God-given assignment and how he was remained and how he was able to remain hopeful in the face of all of that resistance that came. And this week, The Lord was saying very clearly to me and asking the question, so what do you do when you hit, quote, the wall, unquote? and let me start by saying that the dictionary.com definition of a wall is any various permanent upright constructions having a length much greater than the thickness and presenting a, a continuous surface except where opened only by doors or windows etc and it is used for shelter it's used for protection is used for privacy is used as a barrier or is used as an enclosure right and so by definition a wall can be used to keep things out, or it can be used to keep things in. So um, to help us understand what we mean when we use this phrase, I hit the wall, right? I'm sure we've heard that, and some of us even have even used it ourselves. So athletes are very familiar with the phrase, man, I hit the wall, right? As a runner, and not only have I heard that phrase, hit the wall as a runner, but I've actually experienced that myself. And this is the point where an athlete, whether you're running or exercising, playing sports or whatever, where you are just physically so tired that you feel like you cannot continue. Right. So we've all been there. Any of us who play sports or we train for sports, we we've been there. OK, but you may be saying maybe saying to yourself, well, I'm not a, I'm not a sports guy, so I don't, I don't understand this whole thing about hitting the wall. But I'll guarantee you if you've ever tried dieting. You've hit the wall, and on this one you're on your. Let's look at let's look at dieting as an example. So now you're on this new weight loss program, and the pounds are just melting away like butter. And then one morning you step on the scale, and it happens. Right, you step on the scale, and there's been no change. And now in your mind, you're perplexed because you said, I'm still doing all the things that I've done before. I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I'm doing everything right. And yet there is no change. And the weight doesn't seem to be dropping like it once was when you first started out in the program. And you say to yourself, man, I have hit the wall. OK, OK. So I hear you. I hear you. You're saying I can't relate to the athletic uh, uh, scenario and I can't relate to the to the weights uh, scenario. I can't relate to any of those because I've been blessed with the skinny genes, the G.E.N.E. as in genetics, not skinny jeans that you buy in the store. Right. But you've been blessed with those skinny G.E.N.E. ES, the genes, genetics, those things, you inherited it from your bloodline, right? And so you don't necessarily have to watch what you eat. You don't necessarily have to diet. You're one of these people with a, quote, high metabolism, end quote. But I'll guarantee you, if you've ever attended school, you've hit the wall. How do I know? How many times have we, when we've been in school, had what's called writer's block, right? Right. Yep. I see you nodding your head. I see it. I see it. You had this paper to write or you had this book report to complete. But for the life of you, you just can't seem to get those words out of your head or out of your mind and onto that computer or onto that piece of paper. Right. Right. Absolutely. And then, OK, then there's another category of you who says, you know what, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I can't relate to any of these. So so let me ask you a question. Those who have never had writer's block, you've never tried dieting and you hit the wall with the dieting. You've never been an athlete and you've hit the wall in your training or in your exercising. Right. So let me ask you this. Have you ever been at a point in your life where you say, man, I'm in a rut. I'm just stuck. All of us have been there if we want to be truthful at some point in our lives. We've been in that rut, right? the rut. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what seems to be happening around us, nothing seems to be working. Nothing seems to be changing. And we're just stuck. I've been there. I know I've talked to people, been there. We're just stuck. Here's the thing. In all four of these instances, whether you're an athlete, a dieter, a writer, a school person, a a novelist, whatever it may be, or somebody who's just plain stuck, In all of these instances, we've hit the proverbial wall. We've come to that place where something is impeding us. Please note that I said something is impeding us. I did not use the word stopping, right? Something is impeding us from achieving our goal. And I'm purposely saying impeding and not stopping. Stopping implies that it's over. Stopping implies that the task is finished. Stopping implies that there's nothing beyond that, that it's done. Whereas impeding pl- implies it's hindering, it's obstructing, it's blocking, it's delaying. An impediment is nothing, a, is, a, is nothing more than a hurdle or an obstacle. And it's, it's something that's temporarily hindering us from any forward progress. And so we read and we heard last week in the book of Nehemiah that God used the rebuilding of the wall around Jerusalem to encourage his people and to protect his people and to inspire his people. And he showed his mighty hand of love and protection for his people in spite of all of the opposition that they face. And with all of the forces coming against Nehemiah, not only did he complete the rebuilding of the wall around Jerusalem, but he did it in record time. And you know the story. It was such an amazing feat that all of the people around knew that it had to be because of this great God. And so it was a great testament to God's faithfulness to us when he assigns us a task, as well as a great testament to Nehemiah for remaining disciplined, and diligent to complete the work that God had placed in his heart to do. So this week's lesson or this week, I was flipping the script in my heart and in my mind. And he says, now, let me flip the script. When I bless you with a blessing, when I make you a promise, no one can stop us from obtaining what God has for us. Let's remember a couple of the definition of a wall. Of a wall. It's a barrier, it's an obstruction, it's an obstacle, it's an impediment. It's used to keep things out, right? That's one of the things. In the case of Nehemiah, God was using it to keep the enemies out. Now, we're looking at this in this week God is looking at this and saying nothing that I promised you, no obstacle, no wall, no barrier can keep you out. And so what do I mean? One of the most famous stories surrounding a wall is found where in the book of Joshua, right? Joshua, chapter six, verses one through twenty seven. And you know the story. Well, it's the story of the Jericho wall. Brief background. Very, very brief. Jeremiah, uh, uh, Jeremiah. Joshua, I'm sorry, Joshua, you know, the stories, the story of the Jericho wall and a brief background of Joshua. Joshua took over from Moses as the leader of the Israelites in the wilderness. God had promised the Jews, right, this land flowing with milk and honey. And that promised land was Canaan. Right. And so now they come up to Jericho. And this was the first battle that the Israelites had in the course of their conquest of Canaan. So let's read. I just want to read the first five verses of Joshua, chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, the New King James Version, and it reads, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. All of you men of war, you shall go around the city once. This this you shall do for six days and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. And in case you've forgotten, let me remind you about Canaan. If you recall, Moses in Numbers sent 12 spies, right? Remember, Moses sent 12 spies out back in Numbers, Numbers chapters 13 and 14. He sent 12 spies out to spy out the quote unquote, the promised land. And you know what happened? 10 of the 12 came back talking about how big the Canaanites were, how fortified the city were, and that these Canaanites look like giants. And the Israelites, these couple of men said, then we were gnats in their eyes. Now, first of all. That was all in their head. But nonetheless, that was the report that came back. And so out of the twelve, ten of them hit the proverbial wall. Only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a positive report. Positive meaning saying, guys, we can do this. We can take them. We can conquer them. And so the Lord starts in Joshua chapter six, verse one, by saying to Joshua, see, see. I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. However, the Lord said without saying this, but hey, not so fast. I have some instructions for you. It's not like you are just going to walk up and take it. So he tells them to march around the wall right once a day for six days. Now, can you imagine here you you've got the report of these giants? You're seeing firsthand this great wall, this fortified city. And the Israelites are looking at this and they're saying, you want us to do what? You want us to walk around the wall once a day for six days? And they had to be thinking, come on. This just doesn't make any kind of sense. But we do thank God for Joshua's obedience, his discipline and his diligence. Right. Because he did what the Lord told him to do for those six days. They marched around the wall once a day for six days. And let's see what happens after that. Joshua chapter six, verses four and five. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. God tells Joshua that on the seventh day, y'all march around the wall for seven times. And when you hear the priest blow the trumpet with a long blast, everybody shout with a great shout and the wall is going to fall down flat. In other words, it's going to fall down and you could walk right in. There's going to be no resistance. So what lessons do we learn from that? That's the short version. What lessons do we learn from that? What lessons can the wall, the Jericho wall, the story about the Jericho wall teach us? Two things in particular. Number one is that we serve a God who specializes in impossible situations right? The Canaanites were perceived by the Israelites as giants. Their city absolutely was a fortified city. The wall, how, how on earth can we breach this? How on earth can we get into this? What seems to be impenetrable city. There was no way that the Israelites should have or could have defeated them in their own strength. My question for you is what giants are you facing? What insurmountable or what impenetrable situations are you currently facing? Right. You're looking at the situation and you say, my God, look at the size of that wall. Look at the size of that barrier, that obstacle, that obstruction, that thing that's preventing me from getting to my promise. And I want you for some of you to think about this. For some, it's covid-19 still dealing with the symptoms and the lingering effects. For some, I know right now you're in the throes of your battles with cancer. For some, you're in the throes of your battle for your marriage and for your family. For others, it may be your job or your career. For my younger people, maybe some things happening in school and you're not sure about you know what to do with your career. For some of my younger, younger kids, it may be you're dealing with bullying situations or you're not clear about your, your, your grades or your work. For others, it may be that battle that's raising in your mind with the depression and the loneliness. Right? Those are real battles. Those are real walls. Those are real obstacles for fi- hindering us from fulfilling the purpose and the plan and the promise that God has for us. And then some of us are just stuck. We don't know what to do. We're waiting on God in all of these situations for our breakthrough. But just remember, God has given us an awesome example in Joshua chapter six, with this Jericho wall, an awesome pattern to follow when we read that one number one, we under, need to understand that we need to do exactly what the Lord is telling us to do, no matter how much it may not make sense to our natural mind, but follow the instructions. Can you imagine you walk around one day, nothing happened, walk around the second day, nothing happened. walk around the third day, you get the story, you understand what i 'm saying but Do what God has called us to do, even when it doesn't appear that anything is happening. And then the second thing we learn from this is do not get weary in the process. Be disciplined and be diligent. Keep showing up. Keep pressing in. Keep doing what God is calling you to do. In the case of the Jericho wall, they showed up six days in a row. And again, apparently nothing was happening, but we know now from the story, we can see behind the scenes that God was beginning to do his work. I can hear right now some of you been saying, but bruh, you don't know how long I've been dealing with this situation. And all I can tell you is I can only give you the word of God to rely on. In Galatians chapter six, verse nine, it says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The King James version says we shall reap if we faint not. In other words, we are going to benefit if we don't give up. So all I can tell you is no matter what the wall that you're facing, no matter what the obstacle is that you're facing, do not give up because as we've seen, God is faithful to fulfill his promise. And he says, do not let us grow weary. Ah, while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And then here's the part that really blows my mind. We need to give God a shout of praise in advance of the wall coming down. Because you see, it wasn't that they shouted after the wall came down. They shouted while the wall was still up. They had done everything God had called them to do. Now, at this point, they had been there seven days. For six days, they went around one time. On the seventh day, they had been around the wall seven times on the seventh day. And God says, and when you hear the horn, when you hear the long blast, let everybody give a shout and say, "Ah, I could just imagine them giving a shout of praise to God for the victory that had yet to be seen, for the victory that had yet to be won. But they were obedient and they did what God called them to do. And it was after they gave God the shout that the wall came down and they were able to walk in unencumbered, walk in unfettered, unhindered, unobstructed and possess The promise that God had promised them. That's my encouragement to you. And here's the second point that we can learn from this story about the wall of Jericho. And that is that God is faithful to fulfill his promise. You better believe that there will be opposition to whatever it is that God has promised us, even if it's our healing, even if it's for our marriages, our finances, our children, whatever you put the whatever the wall is, whatever that obstacle is. But what we have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that God is faithful to fulfill everything. Every single promise that he made to us. He is not a man that he should lie. And so, every single promise God is going to fulfill, regardless of the impediments, regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the hurdles, regardless of the obstructions that come along the way, God is there with us the entire time. As long as we're looking to him, as long as we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, as long as we're doing what he tells us to do, even when we don't understand, even when and it doesn't make sense in our natural mind. But we say to ourselves, God, I will do this because you said to do it. And I will praise you in advance and then watch the miracle. Watch the victory unfold as a result of my faith and my trust in you. Amen. So remember, family, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a Living Epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by AudioNautics.com.